Our text is the gospel lesson read a few moments ago, the story of the ten lepers, and I call your attention to these words. They stood at a distance, called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. This is our text. In the cartoon strip Ziggy, Ziggy and his dog Fuzz, they're lost in ski country. And so Ziggy pulls out a book and he says to Fuzz, well, we won't get lost hiking in the woods this time because I brought the cross-country skier trail guide book. And then in the next, he says, matter of fact, Fuzz, this area looks none too familiar. I better consult the guide. He goes, see, there are three methods of finding your way home. First, there's the coin flip method. He says, I think we'll skip that. He goes, number two, that's the that's the eeny, miny, eeny, meeny, miny, mo method. Uh, he says, yeah, that doesn't sound too good either. He goes, ah, here we go. Number three, the auditory method. That sounds pretty impressive, doesn't it? He goes, let's see what it says to do. A, get comfortable. B, take a deep breath. And see, yell help as loud as you can. Well, of all of them, that's, that, that sounds like a reasonable choice to me. I mean, some, I mean, there are some people who are equipped with the skills to find their way out of the wilderness on their own. But maybe for the rest of us, yelling help should be our first option. Our Bible passage for today is about ten men with leprosy who had no way of saving themselves. Their disease affected them physically. There was inflammation. There was severe nerve damage. It affected them socially because it cut them off from having any contact with others. And it affected them spiritually because it actually cut them off from worship in the temple. You see, the first, last, and the only option that these men had was to cry out for help. And Jesus heard them. Jesus is traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And he encounters a group of men with leprosy. And the fact is, lepers, I mean, they were used to having others go past them all the time. They were the outcasts. They were the unclean. They were the ones who were quarantined away from their community. They were cut off from their families. They were even prohibited from worshiping in the temple. And everywhere that a leper went... He had to stay at least six feet away from a healthy person at all times. That should sound familiar to us based on these past couple of years. 
But the fact is, not only did they have to stay six feet away, but they actually had to shout a warning to anyone who came near them. They would sh had to shout out, unclean, unclean. I mean, could you imagine seeing people flinch and run away from you as you shout, unclean, unclean? Maybe your, your illness would even become your identity. And so that's why it's surprising to hear these leprous men shouting at Jesus. Because they're not shouting unclean, unclean, as they were required to. Instead, they were shouting, Jesus, Master, have mercy or have pity on us. I mean, what do you think? What do you think that they were expecting from Jesus? I mean, let me ask you, what is it that you expect when you cry out to Jesus? Do you expect healing? Do you expect comfort? Do you expect an answer? Well, I think these leprous men just wanted Jesus to see them. Maybe to pray over them. Maybe to offer them some words of hope. I mean, because they were so cut off from normal life. They were so isolated. They were so hopeless. Maybe Jesus could just offer them some kind words and the presence of God. If even just for a moment, I think that those outcast and dying men would have been satisfied. But the fact is that Jesus had so much more to offer them. I mean, the story of the ten lepers, that is a great image of our faith journey and what what it means to be a Christian. And the journey of faith often comes with three essential steps. We come to Jesus with a need, not knowing what to expect. We receive new life and respond in gratitude. And then we go out with a new mission to share the message of Jesus and the promise of new life to others. You see, the first step in their faith journey is that the lepers came to Jesus with a need. You know, many of us start our faith journey with what I'm going to call a tow truck faith. In other words, we're stuck and we're broken down and our spiritual engine has failed us and we just want a quick tow to get back to our old life. And so what do we do? We cry out to Jesus with our needs. And God's first blessing on us is the blessing of seeing us and seeing our deepest needs. You see, throughout the Bible, we see that Jesus is always attentive to, he's always aware of, and the fact is he's even searching out those who are suffering and those who are left out. You know, I'm convinced that if even just one leper had stood by the side of the road and whispered to Jesus, that he would have responded. And the second step in that faith journey 
and is to return to Jesus with thanksgiving. And that's where this story becomes a cautionary tale for us. So these men cry out loudly for pity. And Jesus, he gives them a challenge instead. He says, go, show yourselves to the priests. You see, in those days, the priests were the only ones who could verify if someone had been healed of leprosy. And having inspected the patient, they could announce that the patient had been healed and could be restored to the community again. And so the leprous men, they're on their way to the temple. And while they are journeying to the temple, they are miraculously clear, cleansed of their leprosy. And nine of the lepers presumably returned to their normal lives. They got what they asked for. They'd been healed. The curse of uncleanness had been removed. And they just can't wait to get back to living. But only one leper, a Samaritan man, returns to thank Jesus. Look again at what the verse says. It says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. The one man who returned to thank Jesus wasn't even a Jew. He was a Samaritan. And this Samaritan, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. And he throws himself at Jesus' feet and he thanks him. And you know, that's another really good lesson for us in this verse. That if your cry for help is loud, then let your praise be even louder. Loud, humble, enthusiastic, heartfelt, uninhibited gratitude. That is one of the defining marks of a Christian. And that kind of gratitude naturally turns to joy, which is another one of the defining marks of a Christian. You see, many, people, many Christians reach that first part of their faith journey. They bring their needs to Jesus. And then they never go any further. They don't live in perpetual praise and thanksgiving. They don't return to Jesus and throw themselves at his feet and pour out their praise to God. And the fact is we miss out on the greater blessing that God can do in our lives when we take our blessings for granted, when we return to our old lives without experiencing and expressing our overwhelming gratitude to Jesus for the salvation and the hope that he has given to us. Oh yes, the other nine got what they asked for. They received healing. And then very happily and joyfully, they went on their way. But the fact is, you know, our praise and thanksgiving is not dependent on our circumstances, 
but it depends on a relationship with God. They're dependent on how much we know the power and the sovereignty and the provision and the grace of that one true, almighty, everlasting God whose love never fails and whose purposes are eternal. And that leads us to that third step in our faith journey, which is to go forth from Jesus with a new mission. We come to Jesus with a need. All ten did that. They received what they asked for. But only one returned to Jesus with praise and thanksgiving, which is what we need to do. And then we go forth from Jesus with a new mission. That mission to spread his name and his truth and the promise of new life to others. Look at that story again. The ten of them, they're on their way. They're cleansed. Nine go back to their old lives. One returns with loud cries of praise and thanksgiving. And Jesus looks at that one man and said, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. And the word here that's used here for has made you well can also be translated as saved you. You have healing. You have restoration. And now you have salvation. The other nine, they got what they asked for. The tenth one received, who came back to give thanks to God, received that special blessing. Your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you well. And then he says, go. Rise up, go. Because other people need to hear your story. You see, God didn't just save us so that we could go back to our old lives. God saved us so we could pass on that blessing of hope and joy and love and new life in Jesus so that we could pass it on to everyone that we meet. So rise and go. Your faith has saved you. Rise and go in thanksgiving and praise to God. Rise and go because the world needs to know the hope that is in you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, may it keep our hearts and our minds in the true faith in Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen.